No, it's two thirty in the morning. It's perfectly understandable. I didn't watch that shit either. Thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> you can start the episode with that, by the way. Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me this week is Mitch. How are you, mate? Pretty good, man. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. And we've got Hannah back this episode. Hannah, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Did you miss me? We did. We did. Oh, you didn't miss see our last episode, guys. but it was a. We went on some it tangents was a last week. <laughs> it was, nah, was, was alright. So what you're saying is you need me back what to we keep were you on track. About. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> love that. We love that for us. So well, we had the supercars. We said we got a bit record again straight after supercars because last week we didn't actually get to give them any of the respect they probably deserved because it was so long ago since the first race. Um, Sydney Motorsport Park again. Yeah, and I'm kind of over that track. But mm-hmm. we went to the triple hunting ground. Hang on, in the last twelve months, we've been to SMP six times? a million times. Six, five, yeah. six. six. Yeah. Surely it's six. Yep. Too many. It's six, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Carry on. Yeah, five, <laughs> too many. It's, yeah, it's like anyway. Um, but we went to the triple eight hunting ground that is Simmons Plains, mm-hmm. and it did make me realize again that if I was ever a triple eight customer team. And I need to bring my sponsors to one event. I'm taking them to Simmons Plains because every Triple Eight car there goes good. well. Very true. But to be fair, I think DJR turned their fortunes around pretty well up there too, down there. Oh, they did good. They did good. Mm. But I mean, like you got the teams that nothing against Matt Stone, um, <laughs> and you know the other Triple Eight customer cars. Even the Premier Air, not Pre- yeah, is a Premier, Premier? Air racing. Premier, yep. Premier race, Premier, they, they, <laughs> like Alex Premier. Premier. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but even the drag racing team. <laughs> yeah, they all went quite well from where they normally race at. Yeah, if that's a nice way of putting it, and I think it's <laughs> called the Triple Eight effect at Simmons Plains. Okay, fair statement. I feel like Tickford had a bit of a return to form as well, based on their abysmal showing at SMP. They had some alright qualifying pace and stuff. Didn't seem to have much for the race. Actually, yeah. No. WAU had nothing. What Chaz happened got there? one nothing at all. third and then he was sixteenth and twenty fifth or something in the race. He was he said he got bashed up. Like he took a blow to his championship. Now he's like, I'm not even thinking about championship. I mean, of course you gotta say that mm. second round in. But it's it took a knock. They come off tri- they come off Bathurst straight into SMP flying you know leading the championship and now he's fourth in the championship so i th- yeah fair knocked off and mm, I, fair few points behind as well i was watching the f- was it the first race when he either came off somebody pushed him off it was some incident Nah, so he got um frosty made a pretty dodgy move on reynolds <gasps> that's right and he got around, caught up and then he drove straight into it and and within the space of that race, he went from first to fifth in the championship. Like, yeah. <sighs> then the next race, he bounced back, got third, mm-hmm. and then again the next race after that was like sixteenth or something. He was he was p nowhere. Damn. Not for where you expect that team was going to be. Not at all. I definitely had them pegged as like my dark horse pick. But where did Percat end up? He was what tenth. I don't know where eleventh. I mean consistency. To be fair. Yeah. Oh, and then 24th. Never mind. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, but still, it's not going to win like the team's championship. <clears throat> BJR, they've they had a shocking round as well. 
honestly, the amount of times BJR have had rounds where all of their cars have sustained damage, I do not understand how that team stays afloat. I... Genuinely. <laughs> Look, I am now a BJR fan. A lot of customer I've... drivers, I believe. That's what they <laughs> Yeah. I ordered one of Bryce's shirts from the BGR website because and I'm order, num- I'm order number five. Very nice. Good job. We should all support our mate Bryce. Yes. Yep. But yeah, I 100% with you with the BGR just always seem to have crashes. If there's a car crash, you're like, bet it's Which BGR. one is it? <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks. Like I, don't, I don't know what it is about them. I mean, other than getting Jack Smith on board, and that's probably just a foregone conclusion. He hasn't actually been that bad. Really? This, this race, he wasn't that bad. Which of the hold three? On, Can I double check he that real quick? Look, he, I mean, result-wise, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't really get in the way. Um, he anything. was top of the team on the first race of the week. Okay, weekend. so he was 17th yeah. as top of the team. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> but still. Still, the next he race, beat everyone was, else in the team. The next race, he was last of the classified drivers, and the race after that, he was seventeen. Still, again, not last in his team though. Again, at this point, if we're going off this, it's Heimgartner. That's the shitter. If the benchmark <laughs> is abysmal. Shit is not a good place to be. Uh, Even if he is paying for his own repairs, or his dad is, or whatever that is. Yeah, well, but, I mean, look, they both, even Bryce put up on Instagram and Facebook or whatever, like a weekend to forget, put yeah. that one behind us. Let's look for the Australian Grand Prix, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. That mm. should be really cool. Exciting. Um, oh, my God, guys, an F1 race really on our time zone. I know, yeah, I know. Time. I said to Mitch, I'm like, thank God we've got that, like, it's coming up in a normal time because, like, I, I didn't get up for the F1. Neither. Not a chance. Not a two thirty in the morning. <laughs> you can stick that. Like yeah. no. There's some days where I it's think... like you can set the alarm early enough to drag yourself awake and just kind of watch it, but that is not an appropriate time to do that. Nah, nah. You There's can't. been a few of them, like the American ones. I'll put it on and sort of go half back to sleep while kind of listening to yeah. it. Because that's like four in the morning or whatever they are. It's sort of like oh, well, I gotta yeah, get up I'd... soon anyway. But... Yeah. My missus always goes to me, he's like, why do you wake up so, like, you know, some week, the American races in Brazil, I'm, like, up early. And she's like, why are you up early? I'm like, oh, I've just, you know, I couldn't sleep watching Formula One. Like, not <laughs> knowing that, you why know. Why lie, Michael? I'll, just be honest. I'll be, I'll be brushing yeah. my teeth. As the I know you're flag spending goes. all your time in the bathroom. What are you doing in there? <laughs> um, just, uh, uh, I haven't awake. Uh, I mean, no, definitely not doing that either. Uh, uh, shit. <laughs> What would be more embarrassing for you, Mick? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Silence. (laughs) Noted silence, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I'm sorry, I was not picking on you now. (laughs) That's all right. I just just didn't think having a wink was going to come up in this episode. But, you know. (laughs) Hey, I'm back. If anyone's got that on. If anyone's got to do what you got to do, man. You were here to keep us on track, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like queen of the segue. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, speaking Um, of MSR, Todd, Jack, they actually had like a half decent set of results until things went wrong. Until qualifying. So, did you see that interest? Yeah, well, they're qualifying. Yeah. Qualified second. Great. Um, Amazing. Great. And then he had to launch a broken car. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the incident that caused him to go under the wall? Yes. 
What do you do? You think who was at fault, Heingardner or LeBrock? <laughs> like I don't know if I watched like the more. replays that many times. I only watched what was in in broadcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm impressed they got the car back on the grid for the next race. To be fair. That is a good effort, yeah. And if they didn't have the time extension on the on the race, they probably wouldn't have. But <sighs> I think it's probably a fifty fifty. I'm leaning more to probably LeBrock. Can we can we rewatch it? Can yeah. I go like check it out again? Because w- they ended up interlocking wheels, yeah? That was the issue. Yeah. Oh, how was the marshal who like dove off the wall? I know. I didn't even see that before. Like what? I saw that on the live stream. I when I was watching, I was like, oh. Oh, he's tripped over the armco on the way out. It wasn't <laughs> Oh, the poor dude, that would have hurt. Yeah. I mean, good on him for getting out of the way. Yeah. So look, it's probably 50-50. Once they come around, they interlock around that wide. I think it's a big I mean, pack like, they're in too. It's LeBron, like nowhere for anyone to go. LeBron yeah. wasn't off the apex. Like I think he was on the racing line. It's not like he did something weird. He wasn't driving where he shouldn't have been. No, but I think he sort of maybe just moved out of, you know. He had a car right next to him, and that was the thing. You can't take. But he the wasn't. Same. There wasn't less than a car's width on the outside of him. No. When the wheels interlock, so if it wasn't the interlocking, and they wouldn't have like. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an. I don't know. Position. I. It's, it's such a tight, small track that. You know, yeah. It just seems like one of those bad luck things. Things are going to happen. And it's just unfortunate that it did damage his car for the next race, which he had a blinder off the line. Like he got that thing off the line. Then he couldn't get it pulled up. That was a couple of laps in, oh, though. Oh, he locked into the – was it the first corner or the second? He had a big lock-up or something? The hairpin. He must have been struggling the whole time, though. Yeah. It, they seem to allude that the car wasn't really in greatest, like, Condition. yeah, it should be sweet, bros. Yeah. I think. Because when he ended up a... pulling up off that, he was pretty far down, wasn't he? Oh, he didn't he even drop pretty much. No, I think he, um, in the end, just retired the car. Yeah, right. Yeah, he didn't classify at all. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Bugger. To be fair, though, I think Madstone Racing have done, like, they've had these little stand-up performances based on punching above their weight so far, which is cool. Like, I want them to succeed. Yeah. I think, like, they are doing quite well. It's, I think the next track they're going to really shine at will be Townsville. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Who to expect? I, I'm I'm leaning towards B- DJR for the Grand Prix. Yeah, they're generally pretty dominant there. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like Tickford. high speed open. I haven't been there for a long time though. Mm. No one has though. A couple of years. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, Which tire <laughs> are we taking to Melbourne? No idea. <laughs> no idea to be honest. So that track's had a resurface, and a few of the corners been reshaped as well. So I think. Some advantage that you would have had previously will have definitely gone out the window. It'll put everyone on a much more even keeling, even keel. That mm-hmm. could be the word. Um, going into that event, level playing field. That's the one. <laughs> they, they say that metaphors. Like you metaphors. All the same people. Yeah, you know. But that just shows the talent of the top teams. Like they're always up there because they're good. Yeah, mm. I know. Because they have. More. What about Grove Racing? What are our thoughts on that? You can pay the best when you are uh, they. They seem to be the real deal. They were a good performing Ford car on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reynolds showed some some moments of 
quick. Going pretty quick. Did he get two podiums or a podium? Did he come third, I think, on one race? I got to say, Lee Holdsworth's popping yeah, up in the third top in the ten second race. a few times. Lee couldn't get it together in qualifying, though. Mm. Uh, not as well. As, uh, Reynolds did pretty well. Reynolds did well. He had he had good pace all weekend. Probably his best weekend in a while. But to be fair, like, yeah. like Lee's been out of the main game for was it two seasons or one? One season. Just one. Even just then, one. like he's yeah. still punching pretty bloody pace. well, considering. He's still doing good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, he's all over, you know, I mean, WIU, we've already talked about their performance, wasn't up to their usual standard, but to be jumping all over a fair few of the Tickford cars, you know, WIU, yeah, I don't know. I'm <laughs> impressed. Would you say not up to WA's usual standard or the standard they want? Uh, the standard I think <laughs> many of them expected this season. Yeah. Which is probably yeah. above what they've previously performed at more, in more recent seasons anyway. But Look, I, I also think they're going to bounce back. Look, they had a shocking round, but they're not going to be down like that. Forever. I'll tell you what, Townsville is a strong circuit for them no. usually. No, Triple Eight circuit. Other than Triple Eight. Do you know how many yeah. years that like, Courtney had success there? Talking about Courtney, he's the one car that I cannot pick at all on the field. It just What's he driving these days? He's not in boost uh, anymore. No, he's <laughs> in the lock. opposite lock. Ford oh. Mustang. Yeah, they always make the joke. Oh, he's gonna need a lot of that. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like the I subway just... car could have definitely had some more like jokes around it. But <laughs> was it a subway car this weekend? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, two round deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two round deal. Don't know what they're doing now. Oh, Might have to start putting his own money into it. <laughs> I would so yeah, much rather buses. support MSR than I would Team Sydney. Or what are they? Premier now. Yeah. Look. MSR is good. I think that the, the fact that Truck Assist has come up. I have nothing against either of them, though. Like, I think carrying any um, feelings from Team Sydney over into that new team's a little unfair. No. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's any. I, I don't class that as Team Sydney anymore. Like, that's not. Mm. They're, they're dead, done. I thought always thought Team Sydney was a dumb thing. Um, I didn't understand the idea of trying to get a team based out of Sydney, apart I mean, from. I get the purpose of it, like in terms of the government funding and the money. It was just so poorly timed with COVID. Like it wasn't necessarily the fault of the team who were involved. I mean, Jono's hand in it probably doomed it from the start, to be fair, even if it was in a better time. But under another ownership, I reckon it could have been a successful endeavor. It was just it, it possibly, too many but factors. I didn't. I don't see why you need to name it Team Sydney. Are they trying to get everyone from Sydney behind this team? Is it like they're doing an AFL expansion? Is, does I anyone guess. really care where the teams are based? That's I, a really I don't good know. question, actually. I guess, no, you make a really good point because back in the day, you know, we're past the manufacturer wars too, aren't we? We're really – yeah. The, the fanship is now divided between – teams themselves or drivers that you support. So you'll either support a driver as they move around, i.e. Bryce, like yourself, or mm -hmm. you support a team. I'm a Triple H supporter. I'm a DJR supporter, whatever that is. You don't really care when the team is driving, you know, a Camaro or a Commodore or a Mustang. It's cool if they are and you kind of affiliate that, but I think people don't well, follow Holden before like we used to back in the day. When there was a lot of talk of Bryce possibly going to Tickford, I was prepared to buy a Ford shirt. Yeah, so it's not a barrier anymore, is it? No. You weren't prepared to. You were making a lot of noise about it. But I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just I you can say that all you like. I just don't believe it, mate. <laughs> but 
Um, I just don't see why they needed to have a team from Sydney. It's not like we're going to do a state of origin supercar team where, you know, one round we've got all the Queensland versus whatever's. No, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Like, what's the point? It, and I it guess, does you know, for if the, the government people who are put, funding it. It's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. If the government want it, then fair enough. But I think you hit it on the head when you said COVID kind of hurt it all because they couldn't move. They couldn't go it. there. They couldn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just. But we never went to SMP five times and it still went under. Like <laughs> I know, right? You couldn't have raced any more at your home track. <laughs> Legit, yeah. But I mean, it sucks. Like obviously, COVID's had a huge impact on the sport overall, and I think. I wonder and I theorize if there's going to be a fall off of the fanship in this current season. Cause I'll admit for myself, like I haven't been as engaged in the series this year. Um, is that Look, me? I th- the sirens? Mm. That's not yeah, me. you probably yeah, oh, Can you there. hear it? I'm in Palmerston. Uh, I please, can hear. Please edit this Look, out. We- I'm sorry. The door's closed and everything. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're still near a hospital. Yeah. Sounds of the ghetto shine through, motherfucker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, they're ambos, usually not just police, but. It wasn't even that loud. I didn't notice it. No, I didn't hear it until you said it. Like, I wouldn't. Sorry. Okay, now now you've, like, got extra editing for me. Anyway, (laughs) COVID changing the fanship and whatnot, so. Do you think there's going to be a fall off with the fans? Because I, I find, I don't think this year is going to be a big year for growth for supercars. Mm-hmm. because nothing's changed. And I've noticed that when they're trying to like, oh, we've got these new tires. You're like, okay, we only got That's new tires the because thing. the bloody cars didn't change. Yeah. But next as far year, as I can tell, you put blue paint on the tires. I know, right? Really like that's, that's <laughs> Well, how was it in Tassie? We expected these tires to have like, oh, they're going to be great. They're going to fall off a cliff. It didn't happen. They say that every bloody time they bring out new tires. I know. They go but to like, Darwin, oh, these tires aren't going to last 10 laps. Fucking somehow they do almost a whole race on them. Like, the weather was favorable, but still, like it just, it seemed like the biggest anticlimax ever. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, it's, you know, saying the popular thing where I'm sick of talking about tires. I want those goddamn Gen 3 cars already. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad that they're doing work on it. And I'm glad that it took a lot of drivers to sort of be like, well, you can't say good things about these cars. And it needed to come out that there was issues with them. So yeah. they can actually rectify it. And I think that's maybe new owners have gone, all right, we need to be a bit more open with this. We yeah. can't just. They need to be open. way more transparent. Like the way that was being handled before was ridiculous. Like everybody could tell that it wasn't going as planned. And like, no, 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 everything's fine. Don't, don't, don't look behind the curtain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, it's like, right? classic, like the, par- the aero parody thing when the Mustang came out. Oh, no, nothing to see here. Just, yep, no, we're good. We're good. We're all even. And you're like, come on, yeah. man, seriously. You just looked at that car going, it's not even. But, but the thing like, is, like, the story breeds interest. Like, tell us there's something wrong. Tell us you're not perfect. Like, people yeah, don't expect yeah, exactly. you to be flawless. And, in fact, if you involve them in the process, they'll be more interested anyway. Mm. Yeah, more invested at that point. Hmm. Well, the new, oh, well, part of the new ownership in TLA, you're very well known for their public relations and, and marketing and that kind of thing. So I think these guys are well across that. Because I think that's something that Supercars was hurting, was probably – I don't think their product was bad. I think the public image of supercars was probably hurt a bit and it needed, that's what needs to be fixed. What hurt it in your thoughts? I don't know what hurt it. It just felt stale. Mm. I think it's slowly, it's the something corporate slowly side happened. of it felt yeah, stale. Yeah, it felt, a, to me, it felt like it was a little bit 
closed doors and opaque sometimes. And I guess part of it too, from a fan perspective, over the last like four or five years going to tracks regularly enough, you did notice that the track side entertainment value and the trying to pull people in for reasons other than just racing sort of seemed to not be there as much. Mm. And like entertainment for kids and all that, you know, just all those little things that sort of made it feel like a big event, especially up in Darwin, they just weren't there anymore. Look, like, I think half of that probably is funding. And- I was going to say that's an interesting one because Darwin isn't actually a supercars race. It's a it's an anti-government race. So it's not yeah. promoted by the supercars themselves. No, yeah, yeah. that's so anti-major events can pretty much take all the money, right? Correct. Well, I mean, they yeah. fund it <laughs> to start with. So they, <laughs> I mean, they, they pay a sanctioning fee to have the category go up there. So, like, it does cost the money to, to put it on. But if the you know, again, the past two years in COVID, like most governments are pretty strapped for cash at the moment. So it's not surprising to see them cutting spend in those areas as much as I personally disagree with it, having worked in the industry, because these events generate a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So, but look, and I still things. Hidden Valley Round is still pretty good. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. Like, I just feel that the, the lack of, show around the event has sort of damaged like it darwin it used to be everyone you knew was going to supercars yeah they wouldn't even know what a car was yeah <laughs> like, so but they're okay, still so going in, in that case i'm super curious sorry just from my perspective what were those key things that drew people to do that uh, darwin uh the concerts and nothing happens up here mate yeah, yeah. so the concerts <laughs> are kind of the big thing right like they're the biggest money suck on the entire like yeah, they probably cost more than posting a bloody race. Legit, literally yeah. that. Yeah, for yes. sure. <laughs> and depending on who you, are, you who you have, like if we're looking at an Adelaide level Red Hot Chili Peppers, like yeah, like we're talking more than a million dollars to have just that one two hour snippet of a four day event. Yeah, like that shit yeah, is look- expensive, and people expect it for free included as part of the normal ticket. So it's absolutely of no surprise to me they cut that first of all. But also now that international artists aren't touring here as much with COVID at the moment, yeah. there's not many options in that way. I fully suspected Foo Fighters would have been on the the Adelaide ticket until a couple of days ago, um, mm, in which they're definitely really... definitely not touring at the moment, I would say. Um, that so, sucks. Yeah. Speaking, sorry, yeah. segue queen here, Adelaide. It's back, baby. But is it? <laughs> yeah. <Fucking> better be. <laughs> yeah. Have like... they made an announcement? So the Labor government got Supercars in on SA. Supercars didn't fucking Super, fuck Yeah, Supercars, of course Supercars did. Supercars don't fund that event. So Supercars can say whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> they can say, we've got a calendar spot for you, come and grab it. But organizing an event in December with only now eight months lead time, I'm calling bullshit. Look, I hope so. I hope it happens. Um, if it happens, this goes. I think Adelaide If it does, it will not be the Adelaide we know. I'll tell you that right now. I don't expect it to. I think it's going to be the most thrown together event. Um, At which point don't do it. it. You would damage the reputation of the event so badly. It's not worth it. No, I think people want to see it. I think you could probably make it enough for the TV. The people at the track will probably feel it. (sighs) No, I reckon you honestly better off pushing it to season open the following season. No, I don't think the problem is a street track that you're not expecting. Like, Oh, we're going to make it for TV. What's the point of putting it on a street track then? Because tourism street spending. Street tracks, yeah. That's the whole purpose of street circuits. 
Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is like, no, if you're not expecting people to turn up to the event, like who's staying in the hotels and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, look, I think people are still going. I would f- fly 3,000 kilometers down there to go. <laughs> but like when you, okay, so I, I've done five Adelaide events. So I've been involved in the build of those events. Um, and the version of the last one that they have built, I wasn't involved in the most recent one, but the one before it, you're looking at like a six month build. So we're already looking at, okay, so if we were to do that at the same scale, you've got two months to plan that. Literally impossible. I'm telling yeah. you, if you had a team of 40 people working around the clock, you still couldn't pull it off. You've They'd got no go procurement in place. file like, oh, look, here's the construction folder of 2022. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're just shitting on Michael's dreams right I now. I just like roll that shit out again. <laughs> it, it does not work that way. And especially when you're looking at government money, like there is so much process that goes into like engaging procurement and like all these other things and, and contract contract administration itself takes months on its own and it has to be it's taxpayer dollars so you gotta be able to track it where every cent is gone which is great okay. i'm a taxpayer i'd like to know where my money goes personally um but yeah i reckon it's more likely to see it open the following season than it is to see it close this one to be honest i would rather it go closing next season if it's going to do it, I also don't. Also, possibility. I yeah. I think maybe the Adelaide Five Hundred needs to be a season closer again, like a season ending event to close. Um, it ran its course as an opening event. It was a. I felt like Adelaide Five Hundred was a safe bet to open with. Mm-hmm. But it sort of it did generally gave unexpected results. I think as a. I think it works better for the season finale than, say, Newcastle. Well, Why? Are you only saying that because of the history? Or what would you use as an opener? Because I thought Adelaide was just the best opener. Like It was. But we, I can tell you Sydney doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> I can you agree know, put, with that statement. <laughs> put Newcastle as an opener. I don't know. Um, so what differentiates Newcastle opening from Adelaide opening in your eyes? I think Adelaide just needs to change. Rest. No, 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 I'm curious. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not having a go at your opinion. I'm <laughs> no, hoping no, no. to understand <laughs> it better. I know, I know. Um, I, I don't know. I think the p- problem I find with Newcastle as a season finale is we've had the best it's ever going to be already. I know. That, right, the, that event is a victim of that. its own success. From the very first event it ran, I was like, shit, we're never going to be able to top this. Exactly. <laughs> so... Shelf that one as a season finale. We've had the best one. Mm. Let's see how it works in the open. I think if we need Adelaide back, they Adelaide do not want the fest. The I don't know why they don't want it at Fringe Festival because it, get everyone in there at once, knock it all out, then be back see, to that's, grandma that's and grandpa's been the problem of the Adelaide event for so long. So Adelaide has Mad March. Mad March, every single major event that goes through Adelaide occurs within like a six-week window. Surely that's Adelaide's fault. Nothing happens ever again. In theory, it sounds like a good idea, right? Because you're like, oh, we'll go to Adelaide in March, we'll have to do all this stuff, and it'll be great. But what it actually does in in reality is it dries up all the accommodation prices. Mm. It dries up all the hire prices. There's no stock anywhere of anything. Like, good luck hiring 10 trestle tables over that weekend. The stock doesn't exist. Um, And then it just stretches all the people who supply that equipment and those services to, like, absolute limit. And then for the rest of the year, they're destitute. So it makes sense to actually spread the load of that event calendar more like most cities do. It's always baffled me as to why Adelaide does that. I've never quite understood it. This is Knock it all at once so we can go back to sleep. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> but if you, old. If you as per church. your your argument, Michael, if you moved it to season close, you would mitigate against a lot of those factors. You'd probably really lower be- the running costs because the demand for it, you're like, well, it's not doing anything. Yeah. And the other thing that used to impact Adelaide a lot was the fact that the AGP would roll straight into it. So a lot of stock would go from Adelaide directly to Melbourne to build there, like some of the big structures even. I just think that we want Adelaide back and we need to do what Adelaide wants. And if Adelaide wants to try and do it not in March and season close, Supercar's got to make that work. And I think they've already shown they're like, fuck it, you can have the grand finale. Mm. Which I think is kind of funny because then they sign a big deal with the New South Wales government to like, we're going to host the finale. And then they're like... You've literally beat me to it. I was going to say that's the only thing I see hanging up that argument is the fact that they have a commitment to the New South Wales government to run the final round and what was previously known as the gala there in a pre-COVID time. So I'm not sure what they're doing for that these days. Partly. The only reason why I'm so pushing for it is because I just want it back and I think we need to try something different. Yeah. I mean, because I loved it as an opening event. It was the best four-day event that I've been to. Like I feel like it's a kind of event, yeah, <laughs> it's a kind of event it either needs to be at the start or the end of the year. It just, in the middle of the year, just kind of. It's a whole died. Yeah, it's, it feels like it's a, well, for us, every time we've been, it's a celebration. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, we should get Nathan Kayser back on the pod again and speak with him because obviously he was the commercial director of Adelaide 500 for a long time um, and was with that event for ages. And I know that he personally feels very passionate about its return. Um, he's posted a lot about it on his Facebook too, but I think he'd be really cool to talk to about what are the realities of this thing actually happening this season. Yeah, and I, I don't want to get my dreams crushed, right? <laughs> no one does, yeah. But like, do you want to I've live in a dreamland? Or well, I want to, but it's just <laughs> kind of Mercedes <laughs> cars are crap. given the chance. Bulls good, Ferrari's good. I'm living the dream at the moment. So. It's true. Oh yeah, F1 yes. dreamland. We're in a delusional yeah, yeah. paradise right now, but at some point we all got to wake up, live in the real world. <laughs> yes. Sorry to be the Debbie Downer on my return, guys. That's all right. Can we can we can we talk about <laughs> the bull, the horse, and the porpoise? <laughs> you guys uh, can. You're so proud. I miss the F1. I, uh, <laughs> In a sacrilegious statement, I haven't watched it yet. Been you haven't, super busy in life at the moment. You haven't messaged your future husband and be like, "What's going on? What are you doing, mate?" What I I defended my future husband when today somebody made the very bold statement that Daniel Ricciardo is done. He's past his prime. And I said, "You wash your mouth out with those filthy words. How dare you? How put dare him. you? Oh, put a fork in him. Don't listen to last him. week's episode." <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I've just outed myself. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, I don't think we said that. But Carry on as you were. <laughs> Look, I, I think, think he's just made a few too many poor decisions in uh, move team moves and it's really damaged his career. The, the two moves, the moving from Renault to McLaren, the two years and then now two years here, I don't think that suits him. I think he needs to find a good little home. But he needed to he needed gone. to leave Red Bull at the time anyways. But yeah, yeah he's sort of slipping into the uh the new Kimmy Raikman. Everyone loves him, but he's just there. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the supercars equivalent of that. It's like who is it who never found success because the contracts never lined up, but is a lovable character. Lee Holsworth. No. <laughs> I was actually who I was thinking of. Like he hasn't got the same maybe like 
cuteness appeal of Daniel Ricardo, but he's oh, a good character. Like, no one I hates thought you were about him. to say Ricardo doesn't have the same cuteness as that little bald man. <laughs> don't you? Uh, don't you speak of a future husband in that way? Um, <laughs> but no, I'm like even guys like Jack, Gary Jacobson that we mentioned the other time, the other episode. Sorry, like missed that mm-hmm. contract window of getting a good drive, and it's probably got a doomed career for the rest of it because of that one small chance. Yeah, look, Ricardo's still Grand Prix winner, so he's still got that behind. Everyone still rates him. I just is that a big oh, yeah, deal? Just not saying he's a bad driver, but I'll, I don't think uh, Alonso's going to win a championship either. But I wouldn't say shit. Nah, but I think this is going <laughs> to be Alonso's last year. Yeah. All right. So in F one standards, yes, now that we are otherwise... living in this era of Lewis Hamilton winning two cars that can actually race. <laughs> Does, no, he doesn't matter at the moment. Mr. He doesn't Tenth. matter. He qualified 16th and finished 10th. That was very weird. Let's Stick a fork in him. He's done. It's not the car. It's you not the car. You the forks tonight. What's going best. on? <laughs> Everyone gets a fork in from Michael. <laughs> but, um, sorry, to my point. In the, era, in the era of these, like, multiple championship winners, so we're, like, even, you know, Schumacher and Vettel and Hamilton, mm. winning a race is now, like, an important achievement in the F1 world. Should it actually be though? Like, or should we have enough parity that winning a race isn't going to like guarantee you a championship? No, I don't I... think F1 needs parity. F1 is about technical, like developing the car and the engineering behind the cars is as much the star as the drivers. So I don't think they need parity as such. Maybe some way to bring the cars closer together, which I think they've somewhat achieved with this new set of rules. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I kind of lost my train of thought. Look, I, no, like, I, I like think it. we've I like actually gone through one of the most yeah. – I think we've had some of the best drivers on the grid in a long time to the fact mm. that you do have the likes of Lewis Hamilton winning six championships in a row. That was another point you know, that I was – one They won them in bulk. You've had Sebastian Vettel win four. You've had Alonso that won two and you've had Schumacher before that win his seven. You've, you've had some of the best drivers we've ever had all at the same time, winning so many champions. So to actually come through and get a race win against them, I think it does show the caliber of your driver because like, it's not like Ricardo lucked into those wins that he won. No, you got to keep it together the whole race and be relatively quick and all the rest of that. But also but, um, all the front runners yeah, need to crash out and have a mistake. <laughs> Realistically, like I don't, I mean, not tell me I'm wrong. Last, Genuinely. last year. Look <laughs> that. <laughs> that was that was at Monza last year, but even then, Ricardo was still bloody quick that day. He qualified front row. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of just like no. I think about it, and like I find series more entertaining when there's more options. People who will win instead of it being so. Which of the three are going to take it out today? Just my personal opinion. I guess I've grown up with touring car racing as opposed to F one. Yeah, so, yeah. Supercar racing is very much like in touring cars. You got you know five or six guys that can win, and in Formula One. You've really only got one or two. four or five. Two. <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah you got four two. or five is generous. Come on. Eight over on each. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, I think you've got Pending the two no drivers from mistakes. each top team and then you've got that third one. Or Latifi putting it into a wall. And I think that's where <laughs> F1 becomes more about the picture of the season. Like, you tend to talk about championships a lot more in F1 than you do. That's very true. In supercars, like, you know, mm. and yeah, like Michael was saying, just 
the wins, I feel they mean something. Even if you only get one, you're like, I beat the best drivers in the world at that time. Mm. I know they're not all the best. Some of them paid to be there. But realistically, the, you know, top 10 drivers in that field absolutely deserve to be there. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I'm getting to is like, does it make it more difficult to consume as a motorsport fan as opposed to other forms of motorsport? Because it is so unique in that regard. Like you said, the focus is like the engineering excellence is really a huge part of that. Whereas everyone else kind of like tries to force everyone to be on the same level to create entertainment. I think think you've, sorry, garbage. Oh yeah. I think F1 does tend to attract a, fair bit more of the car nerd culture and the the whole right being right into the engineering behind everything like <clears throat> every f1 fan thinks they're an aerodynamicist these days and things like that i <laughs> love talking about those sort True. of things it it is a different kind of racing and i think you're on the money there it's not going to attract everyone that's into motorsport you you do get a lot of people into motorsport saying f1's boring for that reason mm. yeah but i mean we've just We've had some of the two of the, like the last two races that we've had this year have been great battles and really good yep. races. And what they've done to these cars has improved they can the racing yeah. so much. It's like DRS chicken now too. It's amazing. Like, I know. Are break or am I going to watch break? Or like, neither because... of us going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because you watch cars going, all right, like Leclerc, several times in Bahrain and again in um, Saudi Arabia is it? Jetta that they're racing at um let yeah, max like go past knowing full well that he will get the drs the next time and then i'll be leading the race again and then did you see like max verstappen seems to be learning patience because he figured that trick out himself too like hold on a minute <laughs> yeah, if yeah, i yeah. don't do what i normally would do here it's gonna work out better <laughs> i know about 10 times yeah definitely. yeah yeah i know yeah. that but the racing's still been great like the cars aren't falling off. You're getting five, mm. six laps of battle instead of before you used to only get half. one or two get corners. Like half a and lap. Then you get yeah. that's it. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm sitting behind him. He didn't mess up in front of me. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does seem to be more engaging this season for that reason. We oh. haven't had the car survival rate yet, but I think it's because we had the opening round, which notoriously has a low survival rate of cars. You generally yeah, have one of the lowest point. finishing rates there. Um, and then we just did two weeks, or was it a week? Two weeks. No, one week, straight into Jeddah at yeah, Saudi Arabia. Been. So you didn't have that much time to really develop the cars or to do any major repairs. Mm. Um, I think we've got a couple of week break now. They're going to Australia, so I don't know how much updates are going to happen on cars. Um, nothing will happen until they go back not. to Europe, really. Not ships, sorry, yeah. on planes. Like they'll get parts, but nothing major is going to happen, I don't think. Mm. Until well, I mean, it's. I'm looking forward to it to see a super uh, Formula One race. At yeah, because I will time. concede that the last like <laughs> four or five seasons of F1 have been particularly boring, but the last two races have shown that they've taken some steps in the right direction, and it could get interesting again. Mm. I don't know if last year was particularly boring. No, that was pretty good, actually. Yeah, the fight between <laughs> Lewis and Max, yeah. But the well, years which, before that. I haven't yes. started the latest season of Drive to Survive. Has anyone else watched it yet? Um, <laughs> last week's so, episode was entitled No Drive we, we to Survive. We talk shit about it. <laughs> so I have, um, I have a theory, right? You're either an F1 fan for the racing or you're an F1 fan for Netflix. 
And it's like 100%, one, you one are appeals bang on. to I... the engineer and one appeals to the reality TV kind of fan. Did you because they watch learn the personalities the links that I've sent? Hmm? The links that I've sent in the chat about the reality and verse F1 Drive to Survive. Oh, and I didn't read it. I did see it though. So there's one. It's so that over-dramatizing that's killed oh, Silverstone. But, but he's bringing fans to the sport who would have never considered it before. Yes, Which is true because when the first season came out, I had people at work down on the Gold Coast um, talking to me about F1 that never have spoken about that sort of thing before. Me too. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Look, it's done good. It brought a lot of people in the sport. But mm. if you are if you watch the races and then you watch Drive to Survive, um, it's no. completely different. <laughs> yeah. But you're still getting, you know, sponsorship exposure for that and whatnot. So it's like it's actually appealing oh. to two entirely different fan sets, which I love because you're doubling your, like, spe- spectatorship. Is that the word? The viewership, sorry, I should say. Viewership. Viewership, yeah. And I guess the people with our point of view, we could just ignore it and who cares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, it's I... actually, for that reason, I realised recently what a genius move it was. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And so many, I think Supercars is trying to out, copy yeah. it, but they're just doing a bad copy. Really bad job. <laughs> have, have you guys yeah. watched the extended Erebus thing yet? I haven't. No. Nah. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> it's like, that's exactly the same thing as happening in F1, right? So the real fans of the sport don't give a shit about those like documentaries because they know how produced they are. I yeah, couldn't and even bring myself to watch the Walkinshaw one and my favourite driver's in it. <laughs> but having spent yeah, time around like, pit lanes and stuff, especially after hours and that, you're like, mm. you don't act and talk like that. <laughs> but that's the whole point of, like, broadcast in general is you need to create a storyline. So we saw that yeah, with the delay too. with Tasmania, right? Tyre Barry had to get repaired, blah, blah, blah. First thing you do is shoot off pit lane reporters. They're like, quick, go find a story somewhere. Go talk to someone. Mm-hmm. So it's... I think it's, oh, it's look, cool you need that narrative. Yeah. And yeah, especially 100%. it's harder during the start of the season to produce that narrative because you don't have the previous races to work on, like, oh, who's, you know, throughout this year, who's already got what biffs Yeah, who's, who's, who's got actually fighting with who. Like mm, but you um, can talk so about silly season stuff, things. though. Not, not first couple of races of the year. You can't talk about silly season stuff. No, you can. You're like, hey, it's your group team. The cars, tell me how the car's different and how's the new team going. And oh, okay, I, I think yeah. the way that they make these stories. <laughs> what are you thinking TV? about at the end of the year? Like, where are you going next year, mate? It's, like, it's <laughs> Sorry, the first like, race. Yeah. yeah, but you did not do well. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> no, like, I just, I kind of, like, I really appreciate I look at the TV broadcast sometimes from the perspective of, like, you've had to create that on the fly and the actual skill involved in doing that, not only from like the producers, but the commentators and they're like, Hey, Laka, go make a story, go find one, go. And he's like, yep, yeah, cool. Onto it. And like pulls it out of the hat. It's pretty cool. Go burn your thumb on DJR's exhaust. <laughs> or break your iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's like when, when it comes down to like delays and races, particularly like 10 minutes is a lot of airtime to fill and you can't just turn ads on. It doesn't work like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of cool and to see what really, they do in that situation. The poor, <laughs> the poor support but, commentators suffer so bad in those situations. Like, so what do you mean? They don't they have a lot of the safety car. No, 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 no. no. I mean, job, but we're they're doing they a good do. job, but they're they've got to be struggling there because it's like it's just watching the safety car. Shit, <laughs> you don't have the full when the support race is on. You don't have the full supercar crew. But you're like you know the tin tops. 
You don't have people being able to run down to the pits and talk to the crew, you know, the engineer yeah. of whatever car, seeing how it's going under a safety car because they do a good job. I wasn't saying they do we're a good job. That, we're not saying they're doing a great, great job. On the the fly. Like, they still have the resources, right? Yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. Like, but like the actual, I guess the commentators, especially when they have the good guys in like Chad and McNulty and those guys who had full history on I love Chad. He's a so lot good. of drivers, they can just add yeah. for hours. They're like, oh, yeah, so and so used to drive for so and so in this series and did that well. and and whatnot, like the experience really shines. Well, I remember used to, you used to see Chad always walking around the support paddocks talking to all the drivers. Like he does his research really well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's, in that we, position, got off, but... we got off Formula One. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking though, like I, I feel like the commentary t- lineup has changed this year on supercars. Is that just my perception? No. They had a lot of random people no, last year. What you mean, the commentary lineup again? Oh, yeah, like, so high five girl, she's gone. Charlie's gone. Is Molly Taylor Charlie still around? Robinson. Charlie yeah, anyway. Robinson. I feel like I haven't mm, seen her at I all. I think she's doing the Stan Sport she's, thing. She's with Stan Sport. Okay, right, so she's not. The I only TCRs, the all broadcast. them mob. Yeah, because yeah, I ain't paying for another, <laughs> another subscription. <laughs> I want to watch TCRs and that, but, like, ah, man, another subscription? Come on, bro. Yeah, I got to then buy Stan because I don't have that one, and then I got to buy Stan Sport. No, thank you. Is that separate to Stan? Wait, you have to get Stan to get. For real? Is it? What about? Maybe it's no, wrong. no. Are you saying? I don't. Did know. you say you have to get Stan to get Stan Sport, or I thought it was two separate things? I thought Stan Sport was in within inside the Stan app. I would have thought I so. Know. I'm going to find out. Like Ko is not. <laughs> I don't Foxtel, know. I could be wrong. Of? I don't use it. Ko is Foxtel. If anyone knows, write yeah, into us, please, as breakinglatergmail.com. <laughs> um. We would like to get to figure out our subscriptions to watch the things we talk about. Because I thought it's a... Nah, Stan Sports a $10 on. add-on to Stan. You've got to have Stan in yeah. the first place. That's a trip. Not a oh chance, mate. Well get care. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. I, that's, I was 100% sure it was an add-on. Yeah, it that's is. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, stuff So that. I'm not paying for Stan. I'm but surprised that TCL went that movies. way. <laughs> with Warburton... At Channel 7, and like, how would you not? If they would have been better off on 7, mate, and they would have been on, care, on Stan Sport. Sorry, not KO. I just, they would have been better off on KO because then I would have watched it. <laughs> yeah. But if they had to go. I'm, I'm undecided with yeah, yeah, 7. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's I don't know. This is like well. the old, because he's got Stan Sport all over his car. <laughs> Um, see, I, I, I grew up not having Channel 7 in Darwin. We had ABC. Really? And ch- we had ABC and Channel you, 8. Uh, you, it doesn't look like a third world country. It is. <laughs> no, it's like regional Australia all over. Like, I never, like, lived in regional towns in WA and up in um, Cairns and stuff. Yeah, man, we didn't have every channel. Like, you flash yeah. city mob. <laughs> well, no, but you'd have, like, 7, 9, and 10 yep. and ABC and SBS. That was, like, the standard. We what only got channel. We didn't ten. even have ten. <laughs> we only got channel ten, like, like ten eight years, years ago, ago. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, Stop it! Really? And it's we not even like called channel ten. Channel it's 10. called Darwin. It's called Darwin Digital TV, and they just bought the rights to broadcast channel ten in Darwin. Get out! I yep. suppose they call it Prime down south somewhere for channel nine. 
Yeah, we had um, Channel 9 up here, used to be called Channel 8. Now, you think about that, where it had an 8 logo instead of a 9, but we still had 9 dots. Explain that to a kid. No, really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've taken like a real big detour at this point, but this is amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, and in Cairns, it, was, it wasn't Channel 9, it was Win TV Networks or something Win, like that. It still yeah. is, I think. It's win in some places, yeah. You know, the yeah. worst I ever lived was WA, this town called Exmouth. We had ABC, SBS, and then like GWN. That was it. Oh. GWN was like this weird Channel 90 mix up. Yeah. Here's a few things. And you knew if the football game came, like if the uh, AFL got played on a Friday night, the Eagles won because if they lost, they wouldn't play the game. <laughs> <laughs> so you like, you start watching, you're like, fuck. <laughs> So you had to be an Eagles fan. Yeah, gr- growing up, <laughs> growing up, we had Channel Six, which was SB- uh, ABC, and we had SBS and Channel Eight. This is the weirdest conversation. So yeah, ABC was Channel Two in Brisbane. <laughs> and, this is definitely and, a weird um, conversation. The, <laughs> but Channel how Nine, Channel Eight used to turn off. <laughs> I remember watching oh. the like you'd watch the movie, you'd watch late night movie, and then there's like boom test pattern, and you're like, it wouldn't like, come back night. on until six in the morning. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, you kids these days don't know how how good you've got it with your Netflix and your Stan and your Prime and your know, HBO right? and your. Oh my goodness! Not we should wrap this up. This old is... enough to say shit like that, but here we are. <laughs> I'm the youngest person here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you Damn. grew up in big cities, mate. And I'm like kids these 7. days. My favorite moment recently so. was reading a meme that somebody had posted going hey wouldn't it be cool if we could like post our favorite song on our instagram page or something and i was like we've gone full circle to the generation who doesn't know myspace existed oh that's what myspace wow. was right Fuck. <laughs> no myspace was spending hours picking your top three friends and trying not to piss anyone off and then like yeah. thinking you were a hacker doing html because you like could do your own custom background you're like look how good i am I'm look how annoying edge. my page is <laughs> <laughs> Mute the song when it plays. <laughs> yeah. We've got way off track, guys. This is like this is no longer a Reddit podcast. It's just a nostalgia podcast of how old we all are. <laughs> you know, three old people complaining. <laughs> old man yells at clouds. And I, I love to be talk about man. how good it is that Ferrari is actually racing and competing for wins. Actually, yeah, good. It's sick, yes. like genuinely I, competing. Yeah, it's. It, the fact that Ferrari is, when Ferrari is doing good, Formula One does good. Because oh, I've agree. already noticed online, online, everyone was Max Verstappen fans. Now, we're the bad guys. It's because realistically, everyone's a Ferrari fan and now they don't like Max because he's fighting Ferrari. And everyone mm. before was just like against Hamilton. Or all the Ferrari fans anyway. Do <laughs> you reckon Charles is going to be the first uh, Monegasque champion? First champion from Monaco, like racing under that flag? I think so, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. Why not? Because I want Max. Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon no, I, I just think Max will. I hope so. I, I reckon do. he will. Like, yeah. I, I bought my Max Verstappen. I bought, I pre ordered a Max Verstappen um, Team Polo. <laughs> 2022 <Orange> world champion. <laughs> <laughs> no. And we said last week on the podcast that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Singapore Grand Prix this year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm jealous. So, and so I decided cool I circuits. am going to go on the on the pitch straight 
for the for the race i'll move around for the other ones but i decided fuck it i'm gonna stay on the straight i want to see start finish i want to see the pit stops hell yeah I'll, I'll get a i'll get a broken neck for that I'm trying to watch the cars go past yep worth it but cool no well the video on the i think our conversation sort of really died right down now <laughs> um i'll wrap us up there where are we, off we to did next? better talking about tv we are off to Australian Grand Prix. Like in oh, a couple of, weeks. of course we are. My bad. Yeah, it's two for. So where do you think? Oh, who do you think is going to supercar tip and Formula One tip? Even though we don't do them anymore, but what's, what's your bet? Mm. I have to agree with you. I think DJR will be strong there. I think. Yeah, I was going to say Pasquale. WAU might also have like a quiet resurgence there because BJR used to be quite strong. I think Percat will actually pop up okay in that spot if the cars are good. Mm-hmm. Just for Smokey. Yeah, Mitch? Oh, that's right. I, I think it's oh, Pasquale. I reckon he's my pick mm, yeah. for the, and then I reckon Max for the F one. Just yeah, I'm going Max. Want. And stuff it. I'll go Waters because Mustangs are quick. That's true. I think Waters will could do all right. I think he's done well there in previous years. Go right. And yeah, yeah, and I think we're going to have another Max and Leclerc battle. Like they're just. Yeah, that'll be sick. We could see Carlos pick up a win at some point. I I think it's going to happen. I'll throw an F1 Smokey so my future husband will get on the podium. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get points. (laughs) I'm willing to make a bold statement to be wrong. It is fine. (laughs) A girl could dream. We don't even know if Hamilton's going to get points. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he quoted being like, is there any points in this position? Yeah, so like, oh, P10. Well, do I even get points back here? I saw the meme of like... Of, um, I mean, for real, he wouldn't know. Or whatever. If, <laughs> if I'm not first or second, how, how does this... I don't get it. Nah, man. Yeah, what do we do? I didn't do I crash and I'm trophy? not on the podium. Where's it's the 10th place podium at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where do I park my car? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, okay. they forgot to put the sign out. <laughs> Could you blame him for not knowing? I'll take that to be first fair. one and I'll drill a little. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Let's do it's it. amazing. It's, it's funny. It's funny. Do it's we true. think this is going to be Hamilton's last year? If Mercedes no. don't pick up the game, do you reckon he'd just be like, oh, when's the contract? He I've, seen a little, back? I've seen a lot of speculation talk of like, I don't know, oh, but I think Hamilton has Hamilton the right hang to. Up the helmet? I don't think Hamilton's that. contract has an end date, really. Like, he, that mm. would be just. If he wants to race on, they'll race him on. He's a very bankable character. Yeah. I think if he loses this year, he'll come back again. If he wins this year, I reckon he'll call it. I don't think he's winning this year. <laughs> Not with the car that they've got. We're pretty early in. They need to do some dramatic. They need to do something huge. And the other teams not progress forward. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like While they'll, they're, 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 they're constantly behind the eight ball now. It's like... The other teams are going to be working and figuring things out with their cars that are already quicker. So it's like, ah, you're constantly chasing now. Like, you're already on the back foot really hard. Mm. Unless you get I, some Ferrari engine magic or something. Yeah, I know. Awesome. And get away with it. <laughs> well, yeah, I wonder if McLaren's going to get busted photocopying Ferrari designs again. But this time, we do not do it in an Italian photocopy shop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Wow. Anyway. Like, we'll see how that porpoise goes this weekend or <laughs> whenever it is, a couple of weekends. It is. It's still really bad. 
It's like, ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. yeah, and anything they do to fix it only makes it worse. So mm. they got no hope. Not no hope, but now they're going to hope. They can only dream. <laughs> no <need> dream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, just dreaming out loud here, guys. <laughs> anyway. April 7th, a couple of weeks away. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode. If you have anything you want us to talk about, if you want us to talk more about what old channel TVs we used to watch, <laughs> um, you know, if you want to know what it was like growing up in the 90s, let us know. Um, we can talk about that. Anyway, regional Australian towns. <laughs> yes. None of this big city smoke people like Hannah. I think <laughs> Brisbane's a big city compared to Sydney and Melbourne, but cool. It's a big city compared to Darwin. It's Biggest city I've ever job. lived in. <laughs> you guys are getting the Olympics. All right. Do you have trains Darwin in can... Darwin? Do you guys have trains? We have a train called Darwin. <laughs> and it doesn't actually <laughs> go into Darwin. No, it pulls up at the uh, industrial. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's not there for passengers. It's there for freight. It's almost like the light rail we put into the Gold Coast that didn't actually go anywhere. It just went, like, didn't connect anything. It just went from point to point. And I also remember when the train came to town. <laughs> yeah. That's a reference you I do like, but cool. I well, like, we remember when Channel 7 comes to town and then I also was born when the like, we were alive when the train came to town. Like, there was a big deal. Like, we've got a train line. Everything used to be trucked up. Cool. The thing is, we used to have a train that went straight to the middle of the city. And then the Japanese bombed the shit out of it. And we never rebuilt it. Some of the tracks are still there, though. Understandable. Yeah. Interesting. Know, okay, off we pop then. <laughs> All right. Can we actually wrap this up or are we still just talking shit again? No, no, no I'm wrapping this up. Welcome just- to breaking late. <laughs> a you thought you were listening to a motorsport podcast. Yes, but really the point still happens. <laughs> And everything we say is just made up. (laughs) All right. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late. You guys used to listen to the radio? (laughs) (laughs) You can go to our Instagram page, it's at breaking late podcast, or you can go to our website, breaking late.com, and we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) See you later.